welcome to the Justin Louis podcast. We're going to be talking all things mental health, addiction recovery, through to human optimization, and taking a deep dive into spirituality. Sit tight, listen in, and here we go. Thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. Today I'll be talking with a dear brother of mine, Leo. Uh, I met Leo a couple of months ago now up in uh, Ubud and did some one-on-one training with him. Um, we went deep dives into spirituality and opened up well, opened up for me of a huge portal, I guess, in, in the power we possess and, and uh, tapping into that. Uh, so welcome, Leo, and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. It's truly an honor to be here, brother. Thank you. I've been looking forward to, um, to having this chat because I feel... Uh, with obviously the intention of this podcast was about getting out, <clears throat> getting out the I guess the tools and the people and the practices that have helped uh, me so much along my path, and that obviously will continue to, to help me. Mm. Um, so I'm really excited. I guess we might because um, we're going to be doing this in uh, two episodes, so we've got a lot of uh, content to get across. So we might even just start back to obviously a little bit about your story. Um, and you know, sort of what, how, how you got into this path. Obviously, Leo, in um, there was a shaman up here in Ubud, helping a lot of people and doing a lot of coaching and and mentoring and guiding um, all the brothers and sisters along this path, which is incredibly beautiful. Um, yeah, so I might share a bit about, I guess, how you, for yourself, you, you sort of up up into that point. What what were the pivotal things, I guess, with this reality. The, this what they call the, the normal reality <laughs> and all the struggles and heartache it brings a lot of people for you to really sort of identify that and step away from that and then just to sort of really dive into this into this path that you're on now and you've been on and, and doing amazing things yeah well my name is leo and uh, i'm from sweden i'm iranian by birth and yeah the path has been amazing um very adventurous, I would say, in my life. Uh, been going through, uh, you know, many different uh, experiences. Uh, but in general, you know, um, I'm part of the, um, you know, I have the honor to be the part of the old souls that we are keep coming back, uh, life after life, to, to just remind people how amazing they are, because there is nothing in our pocket that we can offer. We just polish the diamonds and the diamonds start shining so there is as Rumi said we don't need to search for love we just have to find what is blocking us to become that love because if we just taste the drop of the ocean we have taste the whole ocean and we just have to taste ourselves first and then then we are one with the universe so um, as I said, I have been working many, many different paths. I've been businessman all my life, uh, you know, into music, into design, and yeah, construction, jewelry, and yeah, <laughs> many, many different fields. But uh, as I said, uh, uh, from the beginning, I remember I was a kid. Um, uh, this this light working is has been always there, number one. Whatever I did, it was just to helping my sisters and brothers, basically. And what I do is just um, because usually we follow uh, one reality that most of the time has been programmed in our subconscious. And they say, well, if, if I have this education, if I have uh, this Tom Ford suit, and if I have that Rolex watch, and I have that, that house, and I have that girlfriend and that dog, I will be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
uh, without judging, you know, it's just sweet um, uh, <laughs> to perceive the world in a non-judgmental uh, way is very sweet. So uh, they get all of that, that they thought that is going to make them happy and they are sitting in the living room and uh, well, they have antidepressant in one hand and whiskey on the left hand and they are not happy basically. So what I do, I just if, uh, offer them a different reality. And I'm not telling them this is the reality. I say, well, this is the practical spirituality because we all have been going through so many. We have been doing our medicine. We have been to India, to Nepal, to Himalaya, to Bali, here and there. All the workshops, we know the blueprint is ready. Now we have to put it in practice. And uh, I tell them, practice this one one month and make a fair evaluation. So you can see how it was a month ago and now with this practice I'm here. And after one year, if you feel that you're happy, because happiness is the, is the end result, right? We, yeah. <laughs> so if you're happy, just make it your reality. Yeah. So we're all chasing in it to be happy. And I mean, I fell in that rat race of um, constantly trying to thrive to succeed on what I grew up believing <clears throat> that makes you happy, <laughs> which was, I mean, chasing the career. And, and then that's exactly right. We, we may earn good money and may create... Um, a successful business on one hand but like you said on the other hand then you're coming home and then you, you know for me it was snorting cocaine and and drinking wine or cigarettes so it's like clearly that reality is not uh fulfilling and it's um so there's something missing there and yeah and the spirituality for me has definitely been that the part of it that has made made you feel uh feel fulfilled and and having that um sense of at peace with it rather than having to try to alter your state I guess because at the moment, obviously, with all the COVID stuff, it's a pretty powerful time uh, or transformational time because a lot of people uh, are really suffering now more than ever. So it's kind of like people are going to get motivated through inspiration or a lot of them are getting motivated through desperation. They're going to have to really dive into that substance or, or mental health abuse um, to help them see maybe what they need to see. I guess exactly, yeah. And a little, little bit about that. Um, obviously, the different reality type thing, with um, regards to like some of the practices and and that. Like, what would you suggest for people that are that either or maybe two two alternatives? You got the the people out there that were say much like myself, sort of half a decade ago, really struggling and and looking for some help. Um, a couple of maybe. Go to things you suggest in, in how they could maybe start to identify, uh, searching for this new reality, and then maybe a couple of suggestions on someone that's maybe not quite um, at that spot, but is also looking for something a bit more fulfilling in their life, or like they've got the job and the house and all that, but they're still internally they they still feel like they're missing something. I mean, what do you? What would you sort of? Uh, share a little bit of wisdom on, on that. Yeah, beautifully described, brother. Because as you know, once we are following the reality and uh, it doesn't make us happy, which means we have a stone in our shoes that is hurting, right? Mm. And what do we do? We take aspirin for the pain. So it's better to remove the stone from the shoe. And later on, you realize, do I need shoes? <laughs> so you can't even just start. So you won't ever have a problem with the stone, you know, between your toes. So, yeah, um, again, you know, I tr uh, totally believe in every one of us has a divine contract. 
and that divine contract has been written and destined that you have to live here, meet that, get married, children, and you're going to die. So when you look at the cross, we have two ways of living our life. We can be horizontal, everything predestined, everything decided already. If you're going to be bitten by the mosquito in five years at five o'clock at night, it's already planned. It's a supercomputer. Yeah. <laughs> Just plan everything. But then we have a choice. We have this joker card that we can use the vertical in the cross. We can see in the, hor- in the horizontal is the nothing we can do about it. But the vertical, that's our joker card. And this is once uh, we are because, you know, if we knew everything, we were not even going to be born. So we are here to experience and re-experience all aspects of life. So if you look at from soul perspective, there is anger and happiness. They are the same. They are just different expression of what we are. (laughs) So if we first of all, we should start judging things. I think that's the first thing you become sitting in the witness chair. I think that would be the first thing we should do, because once we are there, suddenly we are not seeing only half of the truth. We are seeing the whole truth. Of course, we are. we are like pulled and attracted to one of these two, you know. Yeah. So in order to be a light worker, you have to have some experience from the dark side. So you have to become a black magician a couple of lives. And then you, <laughs> okay, now I know the experience. I'm going to go work for the light. So from the soul perspective, all the experiences are beautiful. But uh, once we think that, okay, now I got enough of this experience, I've got enough of alcohol, I've got enough of depression, I got <laughs> enough of reptilian mind sexuality, I got enough of all those things, okay, let's just try the yang part of the yin, you know, it's just, just experience. Yeah. So uh, there are so many things, you know, connected, interconnected to each other. So in order uh, to find that balance, first of all, we have to understand uh, what is the ingredient of us, you know. So, first of all, we have a physical body, two arms, two legs, two eyes, you know, as a physical. Then we have a vital body that gives energy into our, we see the, the, you know, the, the halo around the people and, you know, so the aura is just the glow of the vital body that gives energy and this function through chakras. And then we have our personality uh, that we build up the first seven years of our life. And then we have our ego inside us. And then we have essence. So the ingredients of us are five pieces. So we have to understand the essence is the place we will see that we don't have a soul yet. I would say we have the seed. We have to plant it and that will grow That's into flourish, a, yeah, yeah. flourish into a full bloom soul. So once we understand that, then we, we see that the egos are part of us. Yeah. So egos are not bad. Yeah. They are amazing. Because when we want to experience the three-dimensional world, we come from the seventh dimension to, to have experience of ice cream, swim in the water, be heartbroken, be happy, whatever yeah. it is. So we need to have a physical body. So in this physical world, there are 48 natural laws that they are applying. And some of them are dangerous for us, for our survival. Yeah. So they give us a kit, a, a toolkit of seven protection tools. We call them the ego, yeah. or they call the seven deadly sins, you know. <laughs> so those are, but from beginning, it was designed to protect us. And that was beautiful. So first of all, we have to understand the ego. So 30%, you know, as we say, the mind 
is the creative mind, right? This creates everything, is the architect. So all the thoughts that comes to our mind, there is an ego behind it. All of it. There's yeah. no exception. But 30% of those thoughts that comes to us, they are healthy ego, which means they are there to protect us, to take care of us in order for us to experience the world. Very yeah. simple. Yeah. Okay. What happens uh, when we are born, we have one box too we are born with. They call the self-worth box. Mm -hmm. And in that self-worth box, we use our ego to 30%. So I, my self-importance ego, I activate it until it reaches the 30%. And when I reach that point, I have to switch to, to virtues. So I become humble after that. Yeah. So I'm greedy, so I just make sure I have food myself first because it's a survival, it's the instincts, right? So you have to survive. Once you have enough food, then you turn to generosity. Yeah. So there are virtues and ego, so we have to work. So that red line is very important. We were talking about what we should think of, is to think about what is my worth. Yeah. It's very important. Once I know it, then I know how much I'm using my ego. So I'm always staying in the healthy ego. Because if you take 100% of the mind processor, the processing uh, uh, things that we are thinking of, 70% they are not good for us. Yeah. <laughs> Only 30% they are healthy ego. And we build up our self-worth. So what happens if, if I don't stop the ego once I have reached the 30%, the, the, the red line, I become egoistic, I become narcissistic. Mm -hmm. I become I have narcissistic behavior. I become the emotional manipulator, you know, and yeah. so on and so on. Constantly greedy, constantly striving, and wanting and taking, rather than sort of yeah. Exactly. So the the first thing is that first of all we have to understand our self worth, make it healthy, and mm -hmm. when that then is in place, then we, we think about the other seventies thought that comes to us. You know, I usually say if your body is a island of Bali. <laughs> And you have your airport here, Denpasar, all the thoughts, airplanes just lands, you know, just yeah. before they didn't have the immigration office. So everybody just in and out. <laughs> the thoughts came in and 30% they helped Bali to grow, 70% destroyed the Bali. Yeah. So what we do, we install the immigration office right at the beginning. And so take a Q-lab. So we're going to answer all the thoughts. Don't try to stop them. Don't try to deny them. Be, get angry at them. No, please. This is number 25. <laughs> What's the purpose of your visit? So just yeah. ask this question. I love that. And the thought comes to you, well, I'm here to tell you you are not beautiful. I so, said, well, visa denied. Please yeah. come back next year. <laughs> but, but I could get in, you know. Yeah. So, so just, just welcome all the thoughts and say, okay, what, what's, the, what's the purpose of your visit? Why are you coming to me? And most of this become the uh, subconscious programming. We will we'll definitely talk about it. Yeah. So I would say, first of all, not judging. Because once we are in the witness chair, then yeah. you are watching the Lord of the Ring. Of course, you love Frodo. We say Frodo, go, you know. But you don't say if you take the sermon out of the picture, the whole story collapses, right? You don't. Nobody wants to see that movie. So once we are in the witness chair, we we see the whole truth. And the second is to understand the ego, and then work on our self worth because this is like the foundation of everything we do. We always should stay in that red line. Not being codependent, because if we are using less ego, you become codependent. Yeah. If we're using too much ego, we become the emotional manipulator or yeah. nar having narcissistic behavior. 
So that's, if you look at all the pain you see, there is, you know, that they are missing that beautiful red line. Yeah. But it's like walking on the edge of a samurai sword. It's in the beginning, it's very, very difficult. <laughs> it's not in the, we'll get into it. Take, take one step to the left and you're off the path and then you yeah. try to get back on. It's just, that's what I've noticed, um, to try and find that balance within. I even felt like early days of my spiritual practice was definitely, it was kind of, um, I guess you could say it was an unhealthy balance because it become too much of an extreme. So it's like trying to find that mm-hmm. balance between getting it back and and uh, like you said, being aware, like you said, no ego is not going to serve us either, but too much ego is obviously going to going to destroy what we're trying to create or it's going to jeopardize our relationships and stuff. I feel like that's such a powerful tool, just like just to do, like you're saying, observing the thoughts um, as they're coming in. It's like, well, you know, where does this come from? And I use, use the analogy, put them on the operating table and really start to dissect um, those thought exactly. patterns and... and I know that worked really well for me. It was like, okay, when I had a um, had a thought come in, I was like, okay, dissected it. Like, where did that come from? Is it from a belief? Is it from, well, and then if it is from a belief, okay, then question the belief. Okay, well, why do I believe that belief? Where did that belief come from? And then we can sort of almost trace it back to the root and then we can, it's, it's easy for us to, well, it was um, enlightening for me to be able to see that. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay, that's interesting. And then how they jump, like obviously a low vibrational thought, we let that in, we, we stamp that passport and let <laughs> let that thought enter exactly. our mind. And then that brings with it, it's all this uh, low vibrational family and friends yeah. type thing, obviously. And then all of a sudden you're marinating in in uh, all these you know, toxic, depleting thoughts because we've sort of let that let that one in, um, which is such a, which is a powerful, uh, powerful tool. I guess I mean it's interesting that we talk about the programming, and I've put up some stuff on um, on my social media with regards to that because I know within my my own journey and where I'm at now, I can so easily see that or see the the environment of which that I grew up in and and the, the relationships that I had um, or, the, or the friendships I maintained that were based on them programs and how they just sort of like it grew and grew and grew. And I've talked a bit about that too, with but it's also not about trying to then go back and blame that environment or all those all those um, people or whatever, because like you mentioned before, we have this divine contract that uh, we're here to fulfil, and all those experiences come with that. It's a package. <laughs> it's it's all there. Well, we we we're here to experience all those um, programs, I guess, that we install, but then we're also here to to transcend those and, and learn from them. Um, which is really amazing. So yeah, talk a bit about um, what your thoughts on on that programming and, and ways that we can sort of, um, we, or ways that you believe can help um, to, to, to get to the root cause of it all, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, just list one step back for some listeners that they are not familiar with the, with the, the three consciousness is that uh, there are three different consciousness in the universe, right? So the first one is the super consciousness, stands for all the inspiration, love, everything is the source, right? You can call it God, Jesus, Buddha. So that's the source, the, se- the seventh dimension. Then we have our consciousness or the creative mind, the architect, the designer of us. And uh, the job of this designer is just to draw the bl- blueprint. Okay, so well, get inspired from the super consciousness and build up your castle. <laughs> and you start, you know, drawing, I want that tower, I want that window, I want this and that. And 
Well, that's the blueprint. That's the creative mind. That's so beautiful. Then we have the subconscious. So now we have the inspiration. We have the architect. But we cannot have a three-dimensional, tangible experience of it if we don't build the castle. So the subconscious is the builder, is the contractor, is the doer, is the manifester. I myself call it the magician because it really does magic. It's yeah. uh, that's unbelievable because the, the subconscious cannot see between the illusion and reality. It cannot analyze things for you. It cannot tell you this programming because subconscious needs to be programmed. It's a robot, right? So. It cannot tell you this program is good for you or bad for you. Just bring it on. Just give it to me. I manifest it for you. So that's why this law of attraction you're talking about. I fake it till I make it. So you have no money. I say, oh, I'm so happy and grateful you know, for all the love. All the money comes to me from different sources on a continuous basis. You know, I'm so happy and grateful now that beautiful people are around me. And I'm sitting alone and have zero money in the bank. So, you know, the subconscious is getting because after age of seven we have to repeat things so that's the time we uh, in reinstall the, the 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 second part which is the creative mind yeah. so so we have the inspiration we have the architect and we have the doer perfect now what happens is that uh, the ability of this subconscious is almost uh, i could say limitless you know, because the creative mind can only do three things, multitasking, three things. So that's why mm -hmm. if you want to play guitar, it's difficult because you have to do five, six things. You know, right hand does something, the left hand goes to the chord, then you have to follow the rhythm and then, mm -hmm. okay, the lyrics, and then I have to tune my tone to the, to the note and then I have to get in touch with the emotion. I want to sing a song. So the, the brain goes, so you give up the music. Yeah. But what we do, we can just put everything in the subconscious because this can maximum does three four five things top yeah. simultaneously the subconscious some people say half a million but for me i think it's 10 million times faster and yeah. it's an amazing processor it's a supercomputer so we have to understand the nature of it that's good so what happens is that uh, as an adult and this is like a little bit uh, scary but 95 percent if if not more of our behavior is just a playback from what was programmed between zero to seven years old. Mm. And, you know, say, oh, I want to do this and that. And, you know, you start, you know, dreaming about life. But the programming is not there. It's not matching the, the blueprint. Yeah. So we are still running the old program between zero and seven years old. So we have to go back and, you know, reprogram our subconscious. I usually say if you want to program something new, like learning an instrument or something, it takes three months for you to have the platform. Yeah. But if you want to reprogram something old, it takes 12 months. Mm -hmm. So you have to. And, um, and a lot of sweat and tears. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful journey, though. It depends. It you know, if you don't judge it again, you have to be in the witness chair. Yeah. So uh, I can talk, you know, uh, lot about this but basically what is important to know that between zero and seven years we are in the kind of hypnosis we are just looking around and gets hypnotized and just wow amazed and uh, because there are so many things we need to learn until age of seven so what we do we just uh, bypass the creative mind mm -hmm. because we cannot analyze everything yeah. it's too many information 
So we just go to the theta brainwaves and just program everything directly by getting hypnotized. Just hit the hit the record button and it's just everything's on record. Exactly. Mm. And the, there is a there is a mix of everything. <laughs> so that's yeah. why we are the result of that. So but after the age of seven, once we reinstalled, you know, the creative mind, we close the gate there and everything that needs to come to the subconscious for programming have to go through the architect. So we have to repeat because this is very slow, right? Because it's holding all the memory. So it's the hard disk. It's, it's like a waitress is going around with t 10 plates of food. <laughs> she cannot run, but okay, I will deliver, but I have to go slowly. Thanks, Tom. So we need repetition in order to reprogram our subconscious. And um, yeah, that's why we say this is very ancestral. Half of the things we are carrying in our packet is not even ours. Mm. It goes seven generations yeah. back. So who programmed us? Our parents. And 95% of, of their behavior was based on... <laughs> and then just get who programmed our parents. So it goes back, you know, that's why yeah. here we are. If, if you think that you are the... The, the the flag holder of your family of your generation whatever you change here you're going to release seven generation before and after you and that's mm. the beauty of it so that's why it's so difficult because we have so many things half of it is not even ours yeah. if we only had our own thing to to fix it much yeah. easier <laughs> but it's like seven generation i don't even know their name but yeah. they are, i'm carrying everything they put in my in my backpack so yeah, yeah repetition is the key to reprogram I found um, just on that too, with my own personal journey with regards to that, I found that to be an extremely healing um, time when I really got to understand and then appreciate that because obviously growing up, uh, I've shared a little bit about it with the first podcast, but obviously growing up um, and having my father do some pretty horrible things to my mother and in that sort of, you know, with drugs and alcohol and violence and all that. And I, I did harbour uh, a lot of... Um, hatred and resentment and, and ill feelings towards him and my, as I sort of become a man, like my sort of 18 to 20, early 20s, because then I, I really couldn't justify, in the state I was then, I, I did, couldn't justify his behaviours and, and really started to have, have a lot of you know, ill feelings towards mm -hmm. him. And then uh, as, I, as I sort of obviously manifested a lot of destruction within my own life and then by learning about all these programs and by being able to um, go back and, and understand um, on a deeper level, I could have forgiveness and, and understand and love for him mm. and for a lot of other people too because I realised that I was just running my life based on programmes that I had programmed. And then so when you get to that place, then it's easy for you to have compassion and forgiveness for those people that you feel may have caused you all this heartache because you're like, well, they were just doing the same thing. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, well, if I can understand my position and where I fit in this wheel, then I can, how can I not have the same understanding and compassion and forgiveness for that person or people uh, or situations or whatever it may be? And I found that to be, it was like, oh, I remember we spoke about it um, in, a, in a talk that we had a few months ago and it was just like, on a deeper level, I just had this sense of, of love and forgiveness, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. the, the greatest gift. Sweet. Because then it shifts your energy and then it's like you can, yeah, I find that to be amazing. And obviously people that are listening that may be struggling with that at the moment, like it's such a powerful tool to really dive into and learn more about. And there's so much cool um, stuff out there. I mean, 
Bruce Lipton, uh, he has the really good um, teachings on it too. Yeah, definitely. The biology of belief. And then, I mean, Joe Dispenser talks a lot about it too. So there's so much valuable stuff out there for people to really take a deep dive into that. And then really the work begins then for themselves, I guess, in, in playing the um, – Playing the immigration officer <laughs> mm, mm, mm. with them with the thoughts that are coming up in their present life to be able to go okay well, where's this coming from and then okay do I am I recreating the same relationships whether it be intimate with my lover or with my friends or family uh, with business or whatever that was in my environment at a younger age and it gives us a more for me it gives me more power to, to to then understand that and then also okay well no I want something different. And I want to to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And it's not a scapegoat card either. It's not about um, doesn't give you the ability to play the victim because this is not what it's about at all. No, no. Where it's not like oh, I'm here because, of course, I'm, this stuff's happening for me because it happened. You know, it was in my environment when I was growing up. This is not. <laughs> this is not what it's about at all. It's no. about it's just identifying it and bringing it into your awareness so then you have the ability and the power to change it, which the, the time we're in now is such a beautiful time where all that's, all the ability, all, all the power and the tools to really dive into that are, are, are at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. I mean, 60 years ago, if we were, it wasn't out 60 years ago to, to for, our, for our parents to have that ability. Like, so it's, it's our ability. It's, it's, it's our it's our mission now to have that and mm-hmm. to, to be able to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's such a such a beautiful thing, um, which which affects. I mean, I think I've heard someone say it's even a hundred million times stronger uh, than our conscious mind. Which I mean, not who's to say? I mean, you can't really run a scientific study on it, but <laughs> like you just said before, you just got to try and do three tasks at once with your conscious mind and realize how hard that is. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, like your subconscious is running your bodily functions. It's running like it's running. Just driving <laughs> your car, you know, just to know how many things you are processing and you don't even think about, you don't even remember the road and you're just sitting. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's such a, um, such a cool I thing. I usually, you know, um, recommend this because I created this, this stairs, I would say, um, in order to manifest anything in our life, which most of the time is the happiness we want to manifest happiness in our life there are there are some step, steps we have to think of and just have it in consideration and the function of it the first thing the first stone so we can build everything on top of it is the trust right so the, the, i'm sitting here because you have a trust in me so it's like the foundation of why we are sitting here if you make a business have a partner so there's a trust in the relationship everything builds on trust right so what trust gives birth to is that you're feeling safe so when you trust something you feel safe what happens when you feel safe you surrender and what happens when you surrender you become calm tranquility comes and knocks on your door oh wow I'm, I'm relaxed and what happened when you are relaxed you become extremely creative and you are not worried about the things and you become oh now i want to create something i want to build something i want to so once you create something automatically you get abundance and once you get abundance what happens you become free mm-hmm. and once you are free you become happy and once you are happy you want to share that happiness with someone yeah. that's the first step of unity yeah. so from from trust to unity we have to follow these steps but first we have to create that trust 
and how we can create that trust is again the programming of the subconscious because you know our ancestors are actually watching us and say well please go 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 Justin, do it we couldn't do it you know we know you are the best of us iphone 5 and iphone 11 so you are the iphone 11 of that generation you have more capacity you're gonna make it you know and they are actually waiting to be released in a mm. way if we can have that in our in our mind yeah it's a cool thing i guess the other sort of while we're on that topic i mean like astrology is another thing i know for me um obviously with regards to trust and then that surrendering and and feeling like okay everything that's happened in my life was was always kind of destined to happen well not kind of obviously as far as astrology goes it, it, it was right um, I felt like for my recovery, what was pivotal in the recovery and having this, building this trust and surrendering was through astrology, right? Like through um, getting my chart read and, and understanding that the struggles that I'd experienced and, and um, the obstacles and stuff was, was all destined. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was here to, to, to achieve that. And then I kind of, from there, that it sort of, then we can start to surrender a lot and think, okay, well, you know, I, I haven't just made all these mistakes or I haven't. You know, done done all these stupid things for no reason, <laughs> which is kind of. Um, yep. I, know, I know yourself. You you uh, a lot of wisdom around astrology. Uh, I guess what would be some, I guess a little bit of, like a maybe some insight, <coughs> or just some sort of keys that might help the listeners. Just to sort of the ones that sort of haven't really got much of a an awareness or understanding with regards to that because I, I, I definitely am a massive advocate of it. I mean, I'd like to still learn a lot more about it, but I feel mm-hmm. like just this, the, the bit that I've experienced that has helped me um, within knowing my place and knowing my exactly. role. Exactly, exactly. You see, uh, if we go back three, four, five hundred years ago, people, you know, not everybody could go to university and higher studies. So Da Vinci and all those guys, Razi and all the chemists, you know, before they started to become a chemist, they had to go to learn two or three years of astrology. I mean, that was like, they don't want to go and work in IBM 20 years and they realize, oh, I'm a photographer. I know I realize it. So, you know, <laughs> they go first and they understand because what is astrology? You know, I have one workshop too. To, um, to help people to understand what astrology is because it's the best tool ever we can have. You see, we have 24 qualities that we need to gain in our life. And once we are mastering all those 24 qualities, then we become enlightened and we become complete in a way, right? So, and we have just 12 signs and they are the, like a pizza slices. So you are a Taurus. A massage, for instance. So what happens? We get two of those twenty-four qualities, hundred percent, and inside us we have twenty-four container, mm-hmm. right? For all those qualities. So as uh, by birth you get two of them hundred and two of them zero, yeah. and then the rest ten percent, twenty percent. You know, it's just. And then what's the goal? Is to bring up all your your qualities up to hundred percent. So what you are as a Taurus, which means you are starting your life with that so which means you have the earth sign you perceive the world through sensation if you are a you know the the air sign like gemini and libra and the aquarius you perceive the world through your mind Mm. and if you are a water sign you perceive the world through your emotion this is the portal for you to people to enter your 
being, whatever is inside you, sexuality, spirituality, intellectual, everything. And then, of course, we have the fire sun stands for passion, higher learning and sexuality. So when we meet people, we inspire each other to fill up those. So the goal is that at the end, you have all the signs inside you. So you are none of them and all of them at the same time. So once we understand the energies, because everything is about energy, vibration, frequency, it's very simple. Tesla was right, right? <laughs> so it's like everything in the universe. Is, so what is energy? Energy interferes and expands. Yeah. And when it expands, create vibration. And when the vibration goes on, it lifts up your uh, frequency and you change your frequency. So in order for us to change something, we have to understand the energy. And the astrology is talking all about energy. And the sun talks about who you are in the core. And the moon talks about how you communicate emotionally. And then it comes to the Mercury, how you communicate intellectually. When it comes to Venus, how you communicate in the one-to-one -one relationship. Mars talks about your sexuality, your drive, your passion, and so on and so on. So if we don't need even to look at them as, an, an, as a star or as a planet, you know, just look at it as an energy source, that energy comes to us. So once we understand that, it really gives us the tool to, to wake up. So I cannot say, well, I am, I am a, I'm a Gemini, so for the rest of my life, I'm a Gemini. No, mm -hmm. it's just a starting tool that you receive, and then you collect the rest of the so it's really, a, I strongly recommend to all my sisters and brothers that to have a deeper understanding about, uh, uh, about ourselves. Mm. And of course, these qualities, let's say if you have two of them 100%, your parents could bring them down to 50 mm. <laughs> in society. I mean, so they are very, you know, affectable. So we can affect them. And some, if you have a, awakened parents, so they can even bring up the things that you had zero up to 50. So when you're 18 years old, you want to become free and experience the life and say, oh, I have this quality. I had zero, now I have 50%, so I don't need to start from zero. So it's everything is, you know, so just have it in mind is not this destined from the beginning to the end. So everything is such a yeah, such a powerful um, uh, tool what you're just mentioning. And that's like kind of having obviously goes into having an open mind when we're having relationships or friendships and stuff with with other people that are obviously other other signs and have other traits. So if we become too rigid in um, like I said, if okay, for instance, my I'm a Taurus, so I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. But if I have the mindset to go well. That's just because I who I am. It's like, well, no, this is what astrology will help you understand. It's like, okay, you've, like you mentioned, we've been given um, two containers 100% full, but then we've been given all these other containers that, that need work. It's not about, no, I just need to stay doing what I'm good at and, and avoid what I'm not good at. <laughs> and to use that tool within interaction, whether it be business and, and relationships, friends or yep. family, okay, taking a step back, like you were mentioned before, be the witness and say, like, okay, well, how they perceive the world is different to how I perceive the world, but I mean, who who is right and who is wrong? We're, we're both right, and we're, we're none of us are wrong because we can learn something from that person too. Like at the moment, uh, my partner, she's a Gemini, so she's air and I'm Earth. So it's kind of like having that awareness, and and really, <clears throat> there's been um, things that come up, and it's like, oh wow, how how she will perceive a situation to how I perceive yeah. a situation is so different, and. I guess depending on your attitude or your mindset towards it, it can, it can cause confrontation. But for me, now at the moment, I'm like, okay, well, what can I learn here? And some of the things come up personally is because obviously being an earth sign, I'm naturally very grounded. 
Obviously, I'm Taurus and then also an ox, so I'm double bull, very grounded, which is serves its strengths. The strengths are routine, structure, and discipline, but also they can be, what I've found of lately, they, they also uh, can be a weakness. Mm. If I'm trying to interact with my partner, and, and so for instance, using this analogy or, or this situation, being an earth sign, that structure um, is too much structure for that person. Mm -hmm. And then that way it can cause some sort of conflict within the relationship. So then that's been teaching me, um, okay, I need to keep my structure there, but how can I adapt and how can I then mould into not becoming too structured because the last sort of five years since I've been through recovery and then post-recovery and diving deep into my spirituality and, and human optimization, it's served a really good purpose to be real structured, but also it's like, well, can sometimes forget to have fun too or you can sometimes become you know it can be quite spontaneous. boring spontaneous and all this excitement which by you know the last sort of eight weeks for myself being in that has been it's opened up a portal of of so much more um, excitement and, and fun and joy in my life but keeping my structure there so i feel like yeah that obviously back to astrology where but when we have this understanding of things mm -hmm. then we can we can better understand somebody else too or or, or then how we can Amazing. In, interact yeah. with that. And so it's such a so powerful. True. I usually say, you know, that those 24 qualities we have container, but we have four other containers too. So we have the fire that stands, you know, the fire sign uh, element is the closest element into the, to the seventh dimension, to the spirit. So we always gather around the fire and got inspired and bring the light. So that stands for sexuality, for passion, for higher learning, you know, and you know, the laws. And then we have the water, which is the emotions. And then we have the air, which is the mind. And we have the earth, which is the sensation, you know, the tangible yeah. things. So uh, I usually say 16 hours a day, we are awake. We sleep eight hours. So we have 16 hours. Like So we have four actors and actresses, you know, in this play, which is our day. Yeah. So we have to open a space four hours a day for our fire to just be there and act and take this take the stage and the other one must open a space for that and four hours you go to your mind which is the air and four hours you go to your emotion and four hours you go to your sensation to the earth yeah. so when you are going to gym you are you are you know in your earth's element you're getting grown you do yoga you know you eat food take showers swim these are our earthy thing four hours a day and four hours a day you are in your mind you are creating things you know you are studying you know analyzing things you know putting things together beautiful four hours then you have four hours of passion meditation tantra does four hours is all the fire right and yeah. then of course we have the emotion so we have to stay in our emotion and connect to the do the things that emotionally it's you know playing music or so here comes the tricky part and uh, among these four elements we have been using and which is the the matrix if you want to call it the <laughs> shadow government or whatever you want to call what is out there <laughs> is trying to uh, make sure that we always use our mind in everything we do so the mind is in sexuality the mind is the is driving the emotions the mind is driving the sensation and the mind is not even driving the analysis they are judging instead of analyzing mm. analyzing things so what is important to know that the mind has this beautiful capability because mind doesn't have its own willpower it's mm. just a machine who's the driver 
So mm. the mind was created to be in service also of the other elements. So if you are want to do something emotionally, that is going to have those four hours. So you make sure the mind stands in service. Yeah. It's like a supporting actor in a movie. So you have the star of the movie and there is a, a supporting act like Samwise Gamgee for Frodo. So the mind has that beautiful uh, capability to support emotion, to support the fire, to support yeah. uh, the earth. So if we can understand, that's why we're talking about the mind, to understand the mind. So 30% is the healthy ego. And the, if the 70% wants to interfere in the job of the fire, you have to say, no, it's time for me to do my yoga. It's time for me to swim. It's time for me to, you know, just eat. It's time for me to, I don't know, do to restore an old bicycle from 50s, you know, yeah. <laughs> just just do something that is tangible. So... It's, it's good to remember that these four containers is in, in us too, and we have to open space for all four, not to be in the mind all the time, not to be emotion all the time, not to be in the fire on the, all the time. Such a, yeah, such a good point. And um, I know throughout my own journey, it's been that it's kind of the balancing act too, where you can become too, uh, become too driven to succeed uh, and you still may be living a healthy life, but I feel like that's where spirituality is so important because it enables us to become more aware of what our relationships are with whatever, even if, so for instance, I don't know with my training and, and like with my structure, yeah, those were good things, but at, at moments there, I was too possessed on them things. It was unhealthy in its sense. So I feel that's why spirituality is so important, becoming aware of, of that because then you can become aware of, okay, my with, with training or with, with them are trying to almost overdoing things on putting too much time on one container <laughs> and not enough time on the other other thing or like trying mm, to have that mm, balance mm, I mm. guess which is such a and when you do when you get in the flow and the sink of that you do feel it because you you feel much more fulfilled you feel much more oh, yeah. calm you're, you're a lot more productive because everything's got a time and a place and 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 then you that the discipline you set with okay the mornings for my practice and then I start the work and I do my work and then the evenings to be spending time with my family <clears throat> or my loved ones or doing a dinner or doing a sunset exactly. or and uh, and then that way you're sort of on a day-to-day -day basis we're, we're concentrating on those four elements and and uh, really rather than sort of getting too much bogged down and oh I need to do my work I've got too much work to do and then, and then neglecting your lover or your family or your friends and then it kind of burns you out. Which, yeah, um, we have to have a structure in our daily life because without discipline, we cannot get there. And, you know, um, our focus is the greatest gift we have, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I call our focus the fertilizer. Whatever you focus on, that grows, you know. If I, I focus on myself, you know, I grow. If I focus on my garden, my garden grows. If I focus on my music, my music grows. If I focus on the unbalanced thing and the... Uh, you know, the trauma I have in the past, that will grow. So the focus is just a machine. It doesn't have its own willpower because one of the tools of the mind, you know, I have workshops that opens up every aspect of the mind. So I try to give the blueprint how the mind functions. Once we understand it, everything becomes so easy because the mind is the creative mind, remember? So this 
this can lead us to everything. The mind can activate the emotion, the mind can activate sexuality, the mind can activate the sensation, everything. Yeah. So we have to understand the mind in order to use, the, use it well, yeah. as it was supposed to, to be. Use it as a tool to create the life that we're obviously here to live, um, that we may not be living in the present moment, but we, we want something better than by... Yeah, by enabling us to have that deeper understanding and, and really focus on yeah. on those specific things. We were st- uh, we started our podcast where, about what can we do because now we need tools, right? Okay, how can we do it? First, we have to understand what is it causing what. Mm-hmm. That's like the first thing, you know. Yeah. And if uh, what is again very very important that you know every unbalance we are facing right now in the nature, in animals, in us, in societies, everything. It caused by unbalance between the divine masculine and divine feminine. Yeah. The first duality in the universe, right? From the unity, we become two pieces, right? So once we understand the divine feminine in all its except, the shadow side, the light side, the divine masculine, the shadow side and the light side, because these are the, the main thing, you know, from the beginning, everything happens from there. Once yeah. we understand that, then we are having, then we have a good chance, very good chance to balance everything. And in order to do that, we have to understand there is a subconscious involved, you know, and I have this physical body because the physical body is the first thing we ignore uh, when we are unbalanced. Mm-hmm. So we don't, when you are a little bit, uh, let's say you are, uh, have a separation in your relationship, you don't eat, you don't sleep, you don't do your yoga, blah, blah. So the body first gets the first hit. Yeah. So I usually say, you know, the healthy mind is in the healthy body. So just reverse engineering. I don't know what I'm going to go, but I'm going to start with my body. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I quit drinking alcohol. I quit uh, taking a substance because all those because we have we have drugs we have medicines we have to separate them in two you know mm-hmm. all the good thing you know if you have too much of it doesn't work and there are good medicines the plant medicines that mm-hmm. if if they are being used in the right way they are the gate to the knowledge to the amazingness if they have even the effect of the band-aid so yeah, there is a, there is something there. There is some pain I can use that as a bandaid, but that was not the purpose of the medicine from the beginning. So, if there is unbalance, that I should balance it, you know, and uh, this unhealthy thing, you know, we have to balance everything. And as a man, especially our women, uh, we have to. Uh, that's the key for us to become the king of our sexuality. And that is a whole different subject. We can have one podcast just about that. What is when I become my own sexuality? Because as you know, all uh, sexual energy is a creative energy, yeah. right? Yeah. So whatever sexuality touch, that expands. Very simple. And the, the very essence of it is electricity. So universe pulls in you know, 100 liter gas every morning into our being. And how am I using my sexual energy? Yeah. And usually we are getting rid of that energy yeah. instead of taking it in and become creative, create abundance. The sexual energy is not only what happens in the bedroom. We can use sexual energy to do yoga, to make money, yeah. to create music. It's, it's a creative energy. What do, what do I do with electricity? If I have been programmed only to use it as a lamp, I have no idea I can drive a car with that electricity. So <laughs> to reprogram, to understand our sexual energy, and that's all about Tantra, the divine 
sexuality. So the reptilian mind usually is, you know, in the driver's seat of our sexuality and we do our push-ups and we fall asleep. Basically, <laughs> we have done it right. But there is one another way to, to use that energy and that's the creation and that's the time when the subconscious get access to that energy. Oh my God. Yeah. So you are giving the Harry Potter the wand. Mm. So this is... Uh, this is huge and it takes a let me have to describe it there are so many aspects i have to open up yeah. but maybe we can have it in another podcast yeah, just definitely. to open up how definitely. to become your the king of your sexuality i'd love that because yeah you've obviously shared a lot of stuff with me and that's something that i've incorporated in my own um practice and day-to-day and yeah i've sort of given a couple of my mm-hmm. closer mates um, sort of heads up with it but i would, would touch on that again um for sure and share some of that stuff with the listeners if they're I feel like it's it definitely is it's a powerful powerful tool and it's kind of like you said we've programmed especially with sex is just about uh having sex to ejaculate and it's like we, we're wasting all that creative energy and, and, and yep. it's, it's not really sustaining us and through obviously tantra um, practices that we can we can start to play with that energy mm-hmm. and it's it Mind energizes <laughs> us and, and when you do that and then you obviously if you if you've got some to work or you're doing some creative to to have to stir up that energy within and, and channel it in through the exercises that we'll, we'll speak about later wow. but it's um yeah. it's mind-blowing and I, I usually say if my brothers knew the secrets of sexuality they will just follow it because the, what you get the list of, of the benefits of it is so long so yeah. you, you don't need even to think about it it's, yeah. it's just but we are programmed again you know to follow that path of you know, having the reptilian mind instead of the heart in the driver's seat. Because this is different with the goddesses or my sisters, is that, you know, um, the goddesses or women, they have separated losing the, an egg and their orgasm. Yeah. Right? So they have their moon, they are losing one egg, and then they have their orgasm. For us, losing the seed and orgasm is in one package. Yeah. So once we separate this one which means you are keeping the seeds not losing them but we, we can still have our orgasm and you might say oh what's happening here so uh, no ejaculation yet orgasm so yes fully possible mm. <laughs> very possible and after a while you even give up the orgasm because you go to the different and that's mm-hmm. another subject but mm-hmm. it's, it's a beautiful journey and is a long life journey so it's not you do it six months and you're done yeah. it's on a daily basis so life practice many, yeah mm-hmm. basically um awesome well we got, um thanks for having us on like i said we're doing uh, we're going to release this in two episodes so this was part one uh we'll sort of finish that up there and then we'll um part two will be out next um so thank you my my beautiful brother yeah, for coming you, on and truly an honor and having uh this amazing discussion hope you guys um have found it uh valuable and there's some and i'll share links uh, we can we can find leo on social media and he's um linked to his website if you want to contact him for coaching mentoring or any of the services that he he offers um but yeah so thanks for listening guys and uh i will see you on the next one so stay tuned Uh, sending you guys love and light thank you for listening to the justin louis podcast i hope you've enjoyed this episode and please subscribe and like and leave some comments Um, And feel free to share this to anyone you feel may benefit 
from the information was provided here. Sending you love and light and wishing you the health and happiness that you deserve. Bye for now. Thank you.